Welcome to Not Everything Sucks, and it is the final episode of season one. Woo! Woo! It's about time. Dude, so, um, a couple of things are different about today. Uh, the first is we're not cooking anything because I'm tired of cooking stuff. So we bought Whataburger and we got the avocado bacon burger, which I think counts because avoc uh, avocados, Whataburger, why wouldn't it? I mean, somebody cooked this. <laughs> it just wasn't us. <laughs> um, the second thing that's unusual about today. Uh, so this podcast is not just me um, because then it actually would suck. Uh, but it's a team of people and the team of people um, includes myself, uh, our technical director, Carla Juarez, who many of y'all know as my fiance, and she's technical director because she has to be. <laughs> um, will you marry me? And if you say yes, I'm only going to marry you if you are the technical director of Not Everything Sucks. It was great, great proposal. It was, I, uh, I saw the whole thing. It was, it was super solid. And the person I have sitting with me is our creative director, and we'll talk about what that means. Um, I know. Isn't that crazy? Strange. It was strange when it, you brought this up. It, it always is. Nothing great is ever normal. Fair. Um, Aaron Ryan. Hello. Welcome. Bienvenidos. <laughs> so Aaron and I um, are co-workers. We got to talking about uh, being TV talk show hosts. And uh, thus, this was born. I I may be uh, one of the very few guests that Andrew has had on here that uh, does not know him through UTSA. <laughs> <laughs> it was a little Roadrunner heavy. <laughs> there were several uh, Roadrunners in this seat before me, that is for sure. This is true. <laughs> <laughs> but My. no, it's good, man. And I think uh, because we work together, we have the opportunity to talk yeah. quite a bit. Um, usually give you a ring every morning after the show is... Uh, aired yeah and uh we've been able to talk about it every time so i think it's been a good experience and it's been fun it'd be nice to recap and put a nice pretty bow on the end of this i love it let's dig into our avocado bacon burgers um while we do that if you could tell us just a little bit about yourself uh i think that would be super helpful my name is aaron obviously uh, i know andrew through work i work at, at ab uh, as a sales data analyst, uh, I'm married. I have two children, eight and four. Both of them just started school this week. I have had a number of different ventures, uh, including my own podcast at some point, which is how I was able to lend Andrew a hand through this venture himself. Yeah. What is, was the name of your podcast? It was Pocket Knife News. It was primarily a movie and show review show show review podcast <laughs> it was very loose and i learned a lot through doing that um and i'm happy to help anybody who ever needs a hand in that kind of thing um feel free to hit me up you know it, it's really interesting we we had this conversation at work where i don't know how we got here probably because we're at work but you said andrew what did you want to be when you were little um to which i said a business analyst at alliance bernstein which is not what i said um what i actually said was a tv talk show host um, and I still remember what you said. Do you? No. I okay. Don't. This is what Aaron said. Aaron goes, why haven't you started a podcast? To oh. which I said, 
Uh, and that's how we started talking about doing this. This is true. You were not um jump you did not jump on board right away. No, no. Um I definitely pestered <laughs> quite a bit about this because having talking to you so much, man, I understand the type of personality you have and the way that you talk about things and the way you talk about current issues I thought would really lend its hand to uh, making people aware of the situations that you've talked about on this show for the past, what are we, 10, 13, 14 weeks? 14 weeks. 14 weeks. Yeah. Um, in talking with you at work and learning from what I did from you just in candid conversation, I could only begin to picture what you could do with a show like this. And I'm pushy. <laughs> a little bit. I, I, and I genuinely appreciate that because I'm, cause sometimes new scary things are scary you know what i mean you don't like, know what you don't know it's hard to really put yourself out there i think if there's been a theme of this show and and i think we heard it with nick ramos when we talked about entrepreneurship we definitely heard it on the avocado cafe episode um kind of jumping out into the unknown um is kind of come up pretty often and that's really the theme that has been my personal theme is this is kind of crazy and kind of silly and kind of different, but um, it's worked reasonably. I, I would agree. We've had a great <coughs> group of guests on here so far. So let's, let's get going. <clears throat> Before you dive into that, I can't eat a burger like straight up like that because I want to- Do you have a it. knife? You have dull knives as everybody has seen every freaking <laughs> week on this show, man. <laughs> So, I took the liberty of getting you a knife, which has been extensively Aww. sharpened. Aww. <laughs> Aww. So now we won't have this issue going forward. I, I Oh my lord. I appreciate this for two reasons. One, it's sharp and it's a knife and that's great. Two, um, it's green like an avocado. And pure happenstance? Ah! Um... So, would you like to cut your sandwich with an egg? Please do the honors first. I, uh, I have heard that you have yet to have had an avocado bacon burger from Whataburger. Whataburger is uh, one of those things where I've only had like three things on the menu because those three things are just too good. Okay. So, you know, I started with the regular double and then made my way up to the, what is it, the patty melt <coughs> and then the Monterey melt. And I don't think I've ventured past there much at all um normally we'll talk about ingredients to what we're making um today uh you'll need uh about five or six dollars um a car or uber or some way to get yourself to the nearest waterburger um a desire to eat waterburger which you should already innately have um and then some basic communication skills with uh the cashier who's happy and willing to help you uh order what you desire i'm sure you could just point to the menu and also be successful mild grunts work too and then you'd be, you'd be good um so we have done this is our 15th episode we've had a total of 14 guests up to now which you're the 15th um let's talk a little bit about some of the favorite moments that we've had absolutely um i'm terrible with names just kind of historically so I do to take notes though, that's, just to be prepared. That's totally cool. And because I didn't want to mess up anybody's name. Mm. So I have them here, so I'm not just like 
checking my texts or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Just checking. Just checking notes. your text right in the middle of a podcast. <laughs> right. Priorities. I'm just saying. <laughs> um, you know, just not to hone in on one specific guest originally, I think really the overtones of this show have yeah. been kind of the shining moment. And being able to learn about a lot of these controversial topics such as politics or religion and yeah. almost every one of your guests presented mostly fact-based as opposed to opinion-based. I really didn't sure. feel that anybody was trying to convince us one way or the other of what they felt, yeah. but really you've been able to push people to give more fact-based material that just lays down what the real issue is or what the real topic is as opposed to what that person thinks you should believe. I think that's been a real shiny moment of this show and helped me to understand a lot of different uh, points of view, particularly with politics. When you had yeah. Drew on the show, it was nice to hear you know, what the differences between party politics are, yeah. and, but where to really find that middle ground. And then that whole topic came back later in the season with what was his name with Andrew Andrews uh, uh, Andres yes Andres. yes that uh those two episodes complement each other very well and I think being having the backstory and having understanding of what the two parties represent yeah and then how they are applied in actual conversation was a really big uh win and an important message that needed to be delivered there's there's this idea that people in order to feel truly listened to the other person has to be convinced of something or you have to like almost like a salesperson like hey this is what you need to know this is what you need to and the approach here has always been look you don't need to listen to understand. You don't need to listen to, to be convinced. You don't need to talk to be convinced. You know, nothing. All we need to do is speak your truth and listen. That's it. Just listen. No, nothing more than that. You don't have to like, well, I agree with that or I don't. Just listen. And I think that tone of just speaking your truth and listening um, has helped that dialogue be very organic, be very... Um, turn controversial topics into factual based um almost not benign but just uh grappable topics that we can actually dissect and, and explore uh, 100% if you look at that episode that you had with Taylor talking about diversity yep. in the workplace that's a great example of that because her personal experience as she talked about with her dad and all the work that she did with UTSA yeah uh, really says, hey, this is what I'm experiencing, but really we don't need to push an agenda. Really this just needs to become a societal norm. Yeah. And that I think was the overall message of that episode. And that doesn't push any type of agenda on anybody. That's just saying we need to integrate society more than anything else. With Taylor and uh, Melina with mental health, Mm -hmm. uh, those two kind of stick out as the most factual, intellectual, shows we've done um, just because they were very learned in their field Um, and they they have emotion they had emotion they were emotional topics but the emotion was only this deep but the facts were all down there Mm -hmm. and you could get to those facts and listen and realize you know I may not agree with how these facts are applied you know nine times out of ten but that one time I might or 
these are still facts. Maybe I have a different way of going about it, but there's this is still what it is. Or even on the flip side of that, maybe you do feel that way nine times out of 10, and it was just refreshing to hear mm. some of these people have a voice that maybe you didn't realize other people expressed um, as well. Sure. The, the religion episode. Uh, yeah. What kind of echoed a lot of sentiments that I've had, you know, in my uh, walk through faith and hearing somebody else of a totally different religion and upbringing kind of echo similar sentiments that I felt, um, particularly in my adult life was just really interesting to hear like that, that, you know, you're not the only one out there and that other people are having these same thoughts. It was just refreshing to hear like you're not alone. Yeah, and, and Natalie is such the person that she's able to articulate truths that I think we all kind of are able to poke around. Mm. She was able to kind of dive in to the, to the nail in the coffin, the bullseye, and really make us all relatable, no matter what religion we are. And again, yeah, you're, you're right. We're not alone. That was cool. That, that's like one of those moments where you just kind of have to sit back and go, well, God, not everything sucks. Those, that, it, was a good, it was a good moment. I would agree. I would agree. There was a, a number of these moments. I mean, sure. we could go through every episode and pick out, <laughs> pick out favorite moments. I think those were so, definitely some of the standouts and some of the, my favorite guests that I have to listen to. Another interesting aspect of this was your whole guest list as an entire roster yeah what a band of characters man <laughs> what a band of characters no matter who it was like everybody kind of had this uh it, you i'm pretty sure after every show and i would call and we talk about the episode i could kind of guess what type of uh personality type a lot of these people had sure some of them were very outgoing and some of them by what they were talking about you could hear that maybe they were holding back or had some nervousness to them about them on the show yeah but um i really think that humanized every one of the guests you know nobody felt overbearing and if anybody did feel overbearing you felt that and you felt that that, that's the type of personality that they had and that they could be pushy or they were very open and very receptive like i I, yeah i'm down to hang out with any of those people pretty much (laughs) it's it's amazing how different um everyone was from each other uh, but yet, when we when we got down to the okay, pause, pause. How is it? That's a solid spread of avocado, dude. I'm t- they don't skimp around. Mm. I'm a little taken aback. Mm. On the Texas toast. Ooh. Is there any other way to eat a burger at this point in life? Like <laughs> buns are so overrated. I don't get it, man. Oh. I uh, let me eat this huge piece of bread with a little bit of meat. No, man, let the meat stand out. Let it do its job. Texas Toast truly uh, puts Whataburger above everybody else. Like, we already knew they were above, but like, so far above. It's like, oh, (laughs) we're great? (laughs) Watch us. (laughs) (laughs) One of those hold my beer moments. Absolutely. Um, What were we talking about? (laughs) The band of characters. So, you know, they all, when you got down to it, this theme of people are good, right? This theme of, you know, we all have something in common that we can all kind of relate to. Uh, I'd be hard pressed to find an episode where when I asked that last question, what doesn't suck? Most of those answers came back around to that theme. That, and to see the diversity that we had there all kind of come back to that 
that that that that aesthetic, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, mm, that was cool. It, I think, it was interesting to see that happen with every guest mm-hmm. as well. I think that speaks volumes as to what you were trying to accomplish with this show and the dialogue that you were able to create with the guests. Which, in talking to you so much, I knew that you could create something like that. So it was exciting to see that happen and come into fruition. Every week on the video, um, I watched most of the videos, but mm-hmm. I also listened to the podcast just to hear the, uh, the difference between the two. Yeah. And in listening to it, I mean, there, I don't think anything is lost in either the visual component or the audio component, sure. except for the finished product every week. <laughs> Being your avocado-related dish. So we've done a lot of avocado-related dishes. Um, Just a smidge. Cook, okay, I don't cook. I'm not going to pretend that I cook. I'm not going to pretend that I'm good at cooking. I'm not even going to say that I can definitely almost make toast. I can't. Um, the No surprise, the, the, the cook in between Carla and I is Carla, like 10 out of 10 times. And so when she heard that I wanted to do this like cook show, <laughs> um, she must have thought I was nuts. I have also seen your uh, lunch choices every day for uh, an extended amount of time and can also attest that Andrew does not cook his own food. I don't. It's There's so definitely sad. been, oh, man, that looks good. You, you, Car- Carla made that. <laughs> <laughs> Which is, there's nothing wrong with that. I don't cook either. I grill it's and I barbecue, but I, yes. don't, I don't cook at all. Unless it's outdoors on fire. <laughs> That's the only way I know how. Um, but you created some pretty interesting dishes, man. You were able to scour up in the depths of the avocado universe some things that you managed to cook on tape. Dude, I'm, we, we had a couple rules. One, had to be avocado. Two, it had to be made right here, right now. No, no prefab, nothing, just... Oh man. I think that uh, that that was one of the most interesting pieces of this show was to show people, hey, you know, you can make a dish in under 30 minutes. You can. It's pretty insane. And you can have zero talent and still get something edible, which is a powerful <laughs> message. I mean, we're talking about self-love and mental health and getting involved, but the true message here is you may have zero talent, but you can still eat something that you cook. You know, it's I mean, what matters? Not happy eating. <laughs> so, what was your favorite? What was your favorite recipe? My favorite recipe was definitely the uh, avocado tacos. Okay, so avocado tacos. We we had breaded avocados that we were to bake and put into avocados during uh, our episode on the GOP uh, and President Trump with Weston Martinez, a great friend. Um, great conversation. Um, and let me tell you something. Those avocados were hard to make. And I'm over here like trying to like bread these avocados. And Weston was, is a good cook. And he's just like looking at me like, what are you doing, Andrew? <laughs> and I'm interested in what he's saying in the topic. And that was, that was, a, that was a show. I think that might have been one of your more elaborate meals. It was. And yeah. one of the reasons it's my favorite is because it looked so good and I'm sad I haven't made them for myself yet. Yeah, they're they're pretty good. Um, they look delicious though, and I thought the presentation the final presentation and the presentation while in the show like really set the precedent of 
multitasking yeah. in this show. Yeah. And it, uh, it worked out well. There was a, a, few epi- a few recipes that we chose that didn't make it on air. <laughs> there was one recipe in particular, um, avocado keem lime pie. Okay. I am sure there is someone out there who can make successfully avocado key lime pie. That person is not me. We tried this before, you know, doing it here because this was going to be one of the more complicated. Um, what we, and by we I mean I, what I ended up making was not avocado key lime pie. It was something I like to call sludge. I made sludge and it was gross and I'm awful. No, I mean, I would be hard, I don't know, man. I can't imagine key lime pie and avocados going together as it is, Dude. but I'm a hard sell on key lime pie on a daily. So putting avocado in it, I mean, kind of sounds appealing, but at the same time, I, I don't know. It was rough, man. Straight sludge. Like, it, it didn't even hold together, just kind of like, bleh. Maybe I will give you a pass for this one. I think, I think I'm glad I never tried it. <laughs> What is the what is the recipe that you just would never want to try or thought was horrible? Execution was bad. The look was bad. I, I mean, I wouldn't say any of the executions were terrible. Um, I was quite surprised to see those dishes every week. Um, I don't I don't think there was any that I wouldn't have tried. Mm. That avocado smoothie, maybe on the fence yeah, about that. Yeah, yeah. I don't know how I feel about drinking an avocado. I made I was not ashamed or scared of saying in that episode I am not sure this is gonna work out um and in a lot of ways it didn't like (laughs) I sprayed my guest with lime juice I struggled finding the pulse button on the on the blender it was rough man but those things were pretty good we'll have to try them I mean I'll try it but I'm not stoked on it (laughs) There was something that we added to the show right in the middle and kind of kept it going. Um, A little segment we snuck in called uh, Let's Buckle Up. My favorite addition to this entire show. Uh, I remember the first time I heard that on an episode. That was one of the first things I had talked with you about. I was like, hey, Mm -hmm. I love this buckle up. Because what a great way to segue from this normal conversation and in most cases you're usually building up to more uh controversial or more hard-hitting topics Mm -hmm. or something that's even more personal to the to the guest and it was an excellent way to transition from hey 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 all right let's get serious um i love that piece man and you asked some very interesting and tough questions after the buckle up statement usually um I have a note on which ones were my favorite. All right, let's talk. Let's let's buckle up. <laughs> <laughs> All right. The first, the one that I think was one of the most hard hitting for me was in the mental health uh, episode. Which, yeah, uh, we've already touched on this episode. Great episode. It, it was, yeah. The buckle up question resulted in the correlation between mass shootings and mental health versus gun control. Yeah. That is not an easy conversation. No. And then uh, you and I talked about this earlier. This premise came up again in the uh, education episode as well. Yeah. Mass shootings within schools and ways to prevent that and what the appropriate steps are. And 
I think in both uh, of those episodes, you know, there really there's no answer for that, but it's worth having the conversation about. Uh, I don't think either either guest knows the answer. I mean, neither you nor I know how to properly handle those situations. Sure. But being able to talk about it and you know have ideas and have opinions about it really drives home you know the what you're trying to do with this show, which is just open up a dialogue and have a conversation about these types of things. It's it, it was never my intention, and when we had conversations about like what topics we were gonna tackle or you know what guests we were gonna have uh, join us, um, the I think a good example is like diversity and inclusion, um, where you can kind of not smooth over that topic, but you can make it really fluffy. Like everyone needs to be included. Everyone's special in their own way. And that is okay in certain instances. But to talk about that and to not talk about the fact that there are people out there who are not getting a shot because someone who is not qualified is getting that shot because of the color of their skin. Mm-hmm. I mean, that that's that's something that is a part of that conversation that we don't have very often. And to be able to buckle up and and just kind of hit that head on um not to just kind of tiptoe around these topics but really like talk about them get into them one of the episodes too the buckle up question was it was a uh with andres again yeah the question was you know when you had it was in relation to a very prominent topic at the time that we talked about it very extensively about uh forced uh, paid time off. Yes, on small businesses. Small yeah. businesses, which, you know, I have very opinionated uh, feelings about this, and mm-hmm. it's hard to leave emotion out of it. Having run small businesses and worked for small businesses, you know, you, you weigh, that weighs much heavily on you, much more heavily on you when you think about that. Yeah. And I think that was the question you asked Andres, and his answer was an answer that really flipped the script. And yes. instead of you know, how do you feel about this? And uh, in the gesture of Andrew, the instead of that, he really offered us a serious alternative to, you know, if if that truly is a concern of yours, if you, you know, are working these long hours just to get by with a job that you don't like, there are opportunities and programs available that can help you find and fund your passion projects. You know, there's, this is really a, a, the age and generation of growing, you know, personal projects, you know, this, I, I mean, it has to be now more than ever that hobbies have become a job for sure. so many people. Sure. And if, you know, you're working, minim, making minimum wage, there has to be the opportunity for you to uh, make more and feel more uh, satisfaction internally if you're doing something you truly love. Yeah. And if you can go down the entrepreneurial route, as Andres had said in that show, there's the opportunity is here yeah in this in this city especially there's so much opportunity and there's so much funding Mm -hmm. that people just don't know about but is it they don't know or do they not even look so Mm. there's there's a lot of opportunity here and i think that in that question in particular for your buckle up that really that whole episode was a very uh, good conversation and in that piece i really think that that could help people think about where they are and where they want to be 
There were some guests that we had that I almost wish we would have kept talking because it felt like it just, there was so much to talk about, but 30 minutes is really my attention span. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm assuming that it's others too. Um, you know, I think of Nick Ramos in our, in our uh, episode on entrepreneurship. Um, where we do talk quite a bit about those opportunities mm -hmm. to fund your own business, to to take a leap of faith, you know that 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 that's huge. Another another episode that I think I would have liked to hear more of is our episode on veterans and and uh, specifically veterans who struggle with PTSD, mm -hmm. because there's a lot of kind of uh, uh, caricatures of what PTSD is um, and stigma and. We talked about things around that, um, but to really kind of nail down on that topic to inform and educate people, uh, I, I would I would prefer to kind of go real deep in that. Was, was there any episode or guest that you just thought I really wanted to hear more from? I, I mean, for most, mo mainly. Sure, sure. Um, I mean, I, I like both the episodes that you just mentioned and would have loved to hear more conversation about that um, with... Uh, Nick, yeah, he had uh, seems to have a big understanding of how to pursue an entrepreneurship here in San Antonio. Mm -hmm. um, I would love to hear more details on that in the vein of talking about veterans. I mean, this is Military City USA, yeah. right? I mean, that episode had a real key moment in it for me that was coming from a military family, something you don't even really think about, and it was how. Uh, the military or military personnel feels when you treat them differently, whether for better or worse. Yeah. You know, you always think about, you see, you know, the scumbags who have the nerve to talk down on the military. But then to hear a veteran talk about, you know, sometimes it's hard to even accept the praise. You're like, I, why? But then as you think about it, that whole conversation uh, makes sense. Yeah. And understanding uh a military personnel or veterans mindset I think is very important uh, especially again in this city one of the conversations that I found very easily done and and it's it's really because we have similar passions James Rivera on our second episode talked about education and policy and politics um, and those are two things that I just am very passionate about education and getting involved with our community that conversation was really a really a mainstay for my personal passions like we we got to delve into things that i'm interested in that kind of thing um not not, not saying other things i wasn't interested in but i mean as part of my identity uh a lot of i learned a lot on that one from his experiences that one and drew's episode in mm. particular i agree um i'm not really into politics at all sure i'm into a lot of the other topics that were on the show entrepreneurship veteran I, yeah. I i can get behind a lot of that and i have a lot more understanding of how those things work mm -hmm. um in knowing you i know that you're very into you know the political atmosphere and just being aware of it so hearing you talk about it just in our casual conversation made me more interested and having those two guests on the show to really break down uh, how to learn and where to learn yeah uh, was extremely beneficial, I think. Again, and I, we touched on this earlier already, not opinion-based, information-based, yeah. fact-based, which is the huge overtone of the show. And understanding where to get that information and processing 
what that information is, I think was key. The episode I learned a lot from. I'm not going to say the most because I learned a lot from a lot of different things, a lot of different ways. But I learned the most from the Avocado Cafe. I mean, <laughs> did you see them make that rose? Spread it out. Wrap it around. Dude. Are you kidding me? I can't wait to bust that out. That's man. it. That's going to be a party trick. Oh, <laughs> oh, man. We learned a lot about avocados on that episode. So much health information. Who would have thought? You screwed up on your smoothies. You should have dropped the pit in there, too. <laughs> was like, Just don't let it go out the straw. He was like, do you want to take any of these pits home? I was like, what? as a souvenir, what is going on right now? You're very bubbly. I like this guy, but what do you need a pit for? Yeah. Helps not. It helps the oxidization process of the avocado be be uh, a little longer. Yeah. yeah. Good. Um, an episode that that I've also learned a lot from is our episode on internet privacy. Mm. Um, this this episode was straight teaching. Like it was like do this 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 don't do this this and I was like dude work class is in session you know mm. was. What are your thoughts? On that episode, too, though, that was one of those episodes where you hear somebody talking and you go, duh. And then you look at what you do and you're like, oh, my God, that's so me. <laughs> like, obviously, I shouldn't use the same password for everything. But what do you want me to do? Remember all of these things? Like, come on now. Like, uh, understanding, you know, what is truly at risk, mm. which he talked about extensively, I think, in that episode and really uh, brought to light how, how people figure things out yeah. and how your information can be exposed. Um, great teaching opportunity. Yeah. I would definitely say so. We ended our traditional episode. So traditional is in kind of the usual format that we have where we're here in this kitchen talking to a guest of specific kind of topics. Um, we ended the traditional episodes with Sana Giovanni um, <laughs> like two days ago. Um, what a, what are some take because that that just kind of capstoned the series for me. What what are some of the takeaways that you saw with that episode in particular? I think the biggest takeaway that I got from that episode was man, that girl has a lot of positive life about her. She does, one. and understanding how you can translate that into your own life and taking anything that you see as a negative and really readjusting your perspective and turning that to see it as a positive or to looking at the light around that really is how you should be looking outward at life. Yeah. I mean, he, she was very happy the whole time. She And you can tell with the, the, uh, the nonprofit organization that she has, that's oh, something fantastic. that it's so good, you know, and there's a lot of... Uh, students in particular and young children who are at risk of that and have experienced uh, bullying and cyberbullying as uh, the education episode just before they touched yeah. on that and understanding where that comes from and how to manage that I think is the biggest key. Mm. When we ended that episode, I asked her about three questions that I hadn't really asked others. It's general broad questions like, what is hope? What is love? What is joy? What is peace? And what I heard from her in her filter and her perspective was messages that I've gotten from previous episodes. But also in life too, it, it felt like I was, it felt like a review for the mm -hmm. final, you know? This whole time we've been studying and learning and, and experiencing. And here at the end, we're taking 
truly what doesn't suck and kind of highlighting them in a way that's exclusively realistic positivity. That was cool. One of the other things that I really think that that episode capstoned was an underlying theme that I think kind of slipped through the whole series in that you don't need to be an adult all put together Mm. in a pretty package already to really make an impact on your community and those around you. I mean, how many of your guests have a nonprofit, have some type of organization that they work for that they've been working on since they were in high school? Since since she was 15, she'd been running that program. Or you have uh, these young college students, like Taylor has had uh, her program since she's been in college and has been pushing that agenda as a very young adult and really making a difference and impact in their community, uh, exposing these things on the forefront and having a place to send someone. Now, I, I have a resource, which would be your show, to say if I'm in conversation with someone and they're interested in making a difference in young people's lives for one reason or another, like, oh, you know what, go listen to this episode with yeah. this part, with this guest. They talk about this, and they have an organization that runs that. They, I can point them to somewhere. And what an inspiration to anybody else who's listening who wants to take that type of leap and thinks they don't have the know-how or they don't have the life experience to do so. Yeah, It's really awesome to see that these young people like you and I yeah. have made the impact in their community. I think of, of conversations I've had with with young women, young girls who uh, have high aspirations and who who have dreams and visions um, and have for no reason other than their gender mm-hmm. been discouraged, been taken down a step. Um, and I can I can hear the conversation that Gio and I had where I'm just like, listen to what this amazing accomplished person is saying and guess what she's kind of just like you you know it's it's like you are this person and 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 that was that was just geo is an incredible strong person but we can kind of all be like geo you know what i I mean i know exactly what you're saying because there were moments in that show where i was like huh some of the sentiments in her show and Taylor's show uh, yeah. echoed within each other. Sure. And, it, and it's not that, you know, we need to make a change in this one thing. It's we really need to restructure our restructure our perspective yes. as a whole. Um, and I think that was interesting to hear. It was. It's, uh, also in Gio's episode, uh, mansplaining. <laughs> Learned about mansplaining. Uh, no, no. Which... Uh, <laughs> I didn't know I did until she explained that. I was like, I don't do that, but I can definitely talk about any of these girly things with the <laughs> drop of a hat. <laughs> <clears throat> Which, uh, no. But it was nice to hear things like that be put into uh, context. At work, our team lead is kind of like Geo, but like a, a few a few years of experience ahead of her, right? She's She's this strong, capable, knowledgeable leader in our lives, in, in our workplace. And to kind of see her as the aftershot, if Gio was the before, you, to see that comparison, I mean, it, it shows that 
you can't assume anyone is capable or incapable of anything, especially based on their gender, race, ethnicity, religion, etc. Some of the strongest people and most inspirational people to me I know are not white and not male. Yeah, so, right. Uh, and that's how it's been my whole life. So I don't, I, I have a tough time even understanding racism as a whole. Because sure. Because I didn't grow up in like a typical white community or anything like that. So when I hear that this is how people think, it throws me off guard. Sure. But then to hear, uh, you know, young woman like Gio talk about, you know, this is what we go through, but we can definitely change this. It, you know, it's, it's inspiring. Mm-hmm. So we are closing shop for the season, um, mainly because we always knew this was a summer project. This was this was a this summer is true. thing. You even yeah. stretched it out, man. Yeah, we we said ten episodes and we went for fifteen because there was interest, and I'm grateful for that. Um, what comes next, Andrew? Uh, <laughs> there will be a season two. There will be a season two. Um, it will look a little different. It will be a little different. Um, but there will be a season two. And the plan is in January uh, that we'll go ahead and start revving things back up. Just like a TV show that has the bad seasons. Now you have something to watch in summer <laughs> and in winter. You can binge. There you go. Um, right over Christmas break, you can binge this season to catch up for January. I t- I'm super excited about this. Well planned. Not excited for all the work that's going to go into it, but... <laughs> this is an important thing to talk about. It is. A lot of people don't understand the amount of work that goes into producing a show um, yeah. as a whole. Uh, from creating content, I mean, you and I have had a conversation every Friday almost for 14 weeks yeah. about this show. So this conversation right now has come fairly naturally, I think. Sure. Uh, but when you go in cold with someone who either you're you're not as familiar with or even friends that I'm sure you have known for a long time, cre- creating the ambiance of this show and setting up a pre-interview and then getting into the interview and then getting a recipe together, <laughs> figuring out the lighting, <laughs> making Carla come up and press the record button. Like, this is... It, it's not easy, and, and uh, I, I can feel for that sentiment. I understand the amount of work that goes into it, uh, especially in doing video, video processing. Um, yeah, thank you. And, and having, having that mentorship and, and guiding kind of, of discipline such as yourself to kind of show me how, the how-to, um, that's another big lesson and takeaway is that, you know, do scary things. Go out and do things that are out of your comfort zone. Always. But Take the risk. Yeah, but, but maybe not do it completely alone. Find someone who's supportive, who maybe is knowledgeable. I think that's a big piece. Um, if anything, there's tons of resources available in this city. There is. I, do, one of the, I, I cannot believe how much goes unnoticed in this city sometimes. And I think it's because we're so big and still... I think our, uh, for lack of a better word, our hipster scene is still pretty young. Yeah. I mean, there's tons of organizations that I knew about before this show that will give you free money for almost no reason uh, if you just go ask and present a valid argument. And then in hearing 
you know, several of your guests, obviously there's more. Mm-hmm. And there's there, if there's something you're passionate about and a, or a project that you want to support, the help is available out there. So we've talked about a lot of nonprofits. We've gone through a lot of nonprofits, a couple for profits that, that we've um, we've touched on too. Um, if you, as a listener and a viewer, uh, feel a pull on your heartstrings to give or participate um, to one of the nonprofits that we've talked about, this is a great art- opportunity for you to kind of jump through the screen or jump through your headbuds or earbuds and really kind of engage. Um, one one organization we did not talk about, uh, but has been a big supporter of Not Everything Sucks, has been KSYM, uh, which is the only alternative uh, college radio here in um, in San Antonio, which is a San Antonio college uh, college radio station. I'm good friends with with a program director there, and uh, and very supportive of what he does, and he's very supportive of what goes on here. So if you if you need something to listen to in your car, because not everything sucks is no longer on your podcasting, dial it to, to KSYM because they've been a big a big supporter in what we do um and also people having people around is very helpful and people like carla who uh has been here um every week pressing the play button she did miss one week she missed one week but that's okay we forgave her pressing the button um grabbing the water burger for us as we got off work the true mvp true mvp um and if you've noticed, there have been times where I've looked to the camera and I haven't looked directly at it. I've looked kind of above the camera. I'm looking at Carla and she's trying to tell me something or, you know, tell me to fix something or I'm just looking at her and as a cry for help. Um, so she really she really deserves a lot of credit. Um, but it's, it's really been a, a great thing. Okay, Aaron. Before I ask you the question we always ask, is there any final thoughts that you have? I am glad that you decided to do this show, Mm. ultimately. Uh, I've said it in this episode already, but I really think that the way a lot of this information was presented is the way a lot of people need to hear it. Mm. Aaron, we've talked a lot about what sucks here on the podcast over 15 weeks there have been a lot of moments where my heart has dropped because i've learned about something that is not okay or i've realized that something is happening that should not be there have been a lot of things that have been really cool um, where i've gotten very happy and very excited about something going really right with the world Um, in general in life in what we do what doesn't suck despite the fact that i knew you were going to ask this question Mm. i did not think about this question before (laughs) that kind of sucks (laughs) i think we've taught i've i knew what you could do with this show what i didn't know that this show would bring um was the cast of characters uh what doesn't suck are the type of people that are here in this community really trying to make a difference. Mm. I just try to make a difference with barbecue and making people do podcasts. (laughs) Um, 
If I were to close off our season by saying what I believe doesn't suck as well, um, it, it really always does come back down to people. Um, and, and not just people and how they interact with each other, but people and how they interact with themselves. To hear, to hear that we must be at peace with ourselves before we can go out and be at peace with others. Um, to hear that we must take care of ourselves mentally, um, physically, to hear that we must uh, take risks and challenges and chances um, so that we can be able to inspire others to do the same it really does start with us. And if we can get right with that, then that really doesn't suck. That, that's really cool. Um, not a bad burger. Not at all. I cannot wait to finish this burger. <laughs> <laughs> not everything sucks. And we're glad we got to talk a little bit about why. Um, we'll see you around next season. Uh, until then, uh, be good to yourself and uh, good to someone else. Thanks.